And welcome into the Empire Dynasty League podcast. Thursday night here, 30th of June, as we round out a winter, very cold winter day in Melbourne. And joined as always by a smiling Christopher Keane. How are you? I'm going very well. It's uh, going to be a lovely episode. We've got a special guest coming on, but I won't tease too far ahead. Hod, you're in, uh, speaking of cold winters, you're in Hobart. What are you doing over there? Well, thanks for the introduction there, Keeney. Special guest. Boy, wow, we. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is very cold down here, um, but it's going to heat up because of this <laughs> next guest, a fellow Sonny Weaver Jr. Mo- himself. That's right. Who it's is pro- it? Probably no mystery to uh, everyone who's listening right now because we put a call out earlier today in the chat and the only person to respond was Jimmer. So welcome aboard to the podcast, Jim. Thanks, boys. We've only got 12 in the, in the, in the group anyway, so. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's a don't sell yourself short, mate. You were a highly sought after guest today and uh, we, got- we are well and truly thankful that you've jumped on board tonight. No worries. Well, I think it's more. It was more for the uh, the wide ranging audience that we have that truly didn't know who was jumping on. So it's a, a good surprise for all those other listeners out there. If there are that, any, uh, are keen followers. So, and I know there's a there's a lot of Jim City Stallion fans out there. There are. We've just uh, we've just well and truly pleased the Jim City Stallion fans out there. So, Hod, what do you want to say? Uh, how many listeners are we up to there, Ben? Oh, good point. Uh, we cracked the 2,000 listen mark last week, Ooh. I reckon. So who would have thought that, when we started this uh, that, makeshift bullshit that it's turned into 2,000 plus listens? That's honestly me listening to the Rookie Draft Pod 2,000 <laughs> times. Like, dead set. That's that, it's a large chunk of it. That added about 1,800. That over and over again. Yep. That, that is, well, that might make up some of the numbers, but our number one listener is the one and only Scooter Sheehan. He would make up for a lot of that listening. He has helped. Actually, I would say our number one listener has got to be Camo, and uh, a shout-out to Camo who just messaged me saying he was keen to come on, but he's unfortunately gone and picked up COVID, the idiot. He's gone to a oh. conference in Sydney, and now he's uh, fallen ill with that fun old sickness mm. again. So I hope you uh, rest up and feeling better, Camo. Hopefully this provides... A bit of ailment for you. Can I? Uh, sorry, I'm missing something here. Since when has COVID stopped anyone getting on the pod? He's tired. He's lethargic. Oh, spare me, Camo. Not everyone has a coffee the, at nine thirty like you, mate. The real reason, boys, and I've <laughs> I've just keep this on the download. Don't tell anyone. Okay. But uh, the real reason he's not on the pod is because he is currently snuggled up in bed. He may have COVID, but he's also Got a box of tissues next to him. The great man Clayton Oliver has signed on till 2030 and he is ripping the cap off tonight. Are these uh are these happy tissues or happy tissues? They're very happy. Oh shit. On that note, let's get to some news. Every newsman in this city's laughing at us. And I don't like it. Oh, all right. And probably the only relevant NFL news at the moment to get through is old scary Terry McLaurin getting an absolute bag. Three years, roughly about $53 million guaranteed and overall a $71 million contract. What do we reckon, boys? How is this going to uh, 
be the ripple effect for the wide receiver market now. Yeah, I was. Uh, I suppose I was saying off air just what that means for some of the really young uh, superstar wide receivers coming through the NFL, namely Justin Jefferson and and Jamar Chase in particular. You just think that wide receiver market's going to explode pretty soon. Um, and just on Terry McLaurin, he's a an interesting player in in the fact that he's never really had a great QB. Um, he's, mm. he's been in the league for three years. He gets Carson Wentz this year, um, which would have to be his best. Like, have a, have a listen to this. So these are the QBs he's played with in three years. He's had Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, RIP, Colt McCoy, Alex Smith, Kyle Flipper Allen, Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Garrett Gilbert. Like, Carson Wentz is clearly the best QB he's ever played with. Who the fuck is Garrett Gilbert? <laughs> Who cares? Never heard. Did he play a game, did he? Good on him. Yeah. Good on him. Um, yeah, Carson Wentz. But the but not everyone's big on Carson Wentz. They don't have as high opinions. Um, some people even think... The guy with small hands. ...won't get the job done this year. So, but look, we're not going to single out who doesn't uh, side with old Carson Wentz. But, um, yeah, probably the only other person that this affects would be uh, the rookie draft pick for the commanders, Jahan Dotson, and we got a sound grab from him and how he's feeling. It's been real poor. I'm fucking upset. So uh, rest up, Jahan. I hope you're uh, feeling better soon, mate. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Any other sound grabs I can throw in tonight? I want to roll. Um, All right, let's move on, though, because we had a uh, a trade go down, and I want to get people's thoughts on it, so let's jump to the trades. The question is, do you want to make a trade? What is the very best that you can do? Come out of here with a handful of draft picks. You look like a seasoned pro. I can make that happen right now. I need more. What do you reckon, Katie? That is a... uh... (laughs) Oh, his internet's dropped out right during a thought. This is going to no, be great what? for the listener. He's frozen, pen in hand, pointing at the screen. I've got to paint a picture for everyone listening right very, now. Very Sam Newman-esque. It's very Sam Newman. He's about to make a point. Now, well, hopefully he figures that shit out and we'll never know what his thought was going to be unless he can jump back on. But uh, maybe, Jim, you're going to have to step it up a little bit and be the third host of the podcast tonight. How, how do you feel stepping in? Yeah, good. All right. Good. I uh, I won't freeze on you like like Kenny has, so yeah. we'll see how we go. Unreliable is the the way I'd describe him. Um, well, what are your <laughs> thoughts, Jim, on the new uh, sound grab for the trades? Do you think it builds the uh, anticipation? I love it. I love it. But I was hoping that you had a sound grab for me uh, joining, like a like a wrestling entrance. But um, hey, I was a bit disappointed I didn't have one. Okay. Well, we haven't got to your team just yet, so maybe don't count your, <laughs> count your chickens too early there. But uh, let's jump into. We've just had one trade go down. This week, and oh, look at that. He's unfrozen, pennies out of the hand, thumbs up. Can you hear us, mate? You're back in. I'm back. He's back. No, what, what I was just, I was, I was in, I was in the middle of saying that intro is a nice new intro and quite fitting given the uh, Sonny Weaver Jr. representation we have on tonight. So I liked it. Nice. We were saying you looked very Sam Newman like with your pen in your hand, pointing, uh, looking disgruntled. So, trade is, and uh, I'm interested to get your thoughts because I've heard mixed reviews about this trade. Uh, Scoot, 
getting in Garrett Wilson and Camo uh, after getting rid of Garrett Wilson has got Alan Robinson, James Connor and a 2024 second round pick. How do we think about this trade? Do we think it's fair for both teams? Do we think it's heavily favored on one side? Go hard. Um, I think that this is going to open up a can of worms because Scooter's always had it in for the DFF, but this trade tells me that he may be a little bit of a Zach Wilson fan because why would you get in this receiver if you didn't think so? Uh, So I would be uh, very intrigued to hear Scoot's thoughts on this and he might have to just take some pride away and give the DFF a little bit of credit about his QB. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's an interesting angle. Uh, I look at it, I think it, uh, for, in terms of what both teams are getting, it makes sense because I think you look at the net result here for Camo. He's traded Davis Mills in. You look at, he's moved to second back one year, but ultimately he's second for a second, so that cancels each other out. So he's moved Davis Mills for Alan Robinson and James Connor. You know, a, a, a fringe QB that's he's not going to play this year for, for his team into two genuine starters or depth pieces for his team that's sort of right in the window to compete this year. So I think it's a great net result for, for Camo in totality. Jim, what are your thoughts on the trade? Um, yeah, I agree with Kenny. I think it's clear that, that Scoot is get, trying to get younger, um, but it definitely does top up Camo's team and... Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a good trade for Camo. I think it works well. Now, Jim, the way podcasts work, we're on the screens together. You are not yep. Chris Lee. You do not just speak unless you're spoken to. So if you've got something to say, put your hand up and jump in there, son. I'm not used to putting my hand up. I haven't been at school for like yeah, we, we run 18 a very years. Primary school like <laughs> structure here. Who would have thought with me running the podcast? Uh- <laughs> I will jump back in and just pose it to you, boys. Uh, I think James Connor could have a very healthy year for Camo. He was pretty impressive last year, exceeded expectations, may do the same again. Doesn't have uh, as much competition there this time. But Alan Robinson is the one that intrigues me. What do you boys think of this acquisition for the Rams? They're obviously pretty loaded. Uh, A lot of targets to go around, so... Someone throw it out there about Alan Robinson. I think it is a boom or bust season for Alan Robinson. I think it's the same for James Conner. James Conner probably had the best situation last year and he played very well, very touchdown dependent, which uh, stats would obviously say that to repeat a season like that is pretty unlikely. However, he's at the same team, so that helps a lot. Um, But yeah, Alan Robinson, I think it pretty much comes down to this season. If he doesn't work out, you wouldn't think he's going to get too many opportunities in the NFL. So I think to this, you know, I was going to pose it to you guys who you think wins the trade. I think that Camo is taking on a bit of risk here, but it's risk versus reward. He doesn't need a rookie wide receiver to pan out, hopefully like Garrett Wilson. So he's taking a bit of a swing for the fences. I'm going to lean. I actually think Scoot wins this trade in my Opinion. I'm not going to punch it into a calculator. I just kind of think looking at this with both teams where they're at, I think Scoot comes out on top, Jim. I think it's fairly even. Um, and I agree with what you say. I think because they're in different situations. So Camo's looking to win a ring um, where I think Scoot has gone on the rebuild. So I think it's pretty even in that sense. Um, but yeah, 
I don't see it too one-sided. No, I don't see it too too one-sided either way. So, I mean, like I said, it, 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 if, if Scoot was in the same position as Camo, it'd, it'd be Camo's win easy. But um, based on where Scoot's list is, I think it's I think it's even. Old Splinters Hanson's joined us, which is good. Um, now, look, on Alan Robinson, I actually think uh, I, I quite like it. I, I agree he is at that sort of make or break level. But you think about the number two for the Rams last year, Robert Woods was going well. OBJ, OBJ comes in and has a pretty good year. Like he, he basically did – what are you laughing at, Hod? He did nothing. He did, he did, nothing, for Cle- he did nothing for Cleveland, comes into the Rams – and Ben, you would know as the owner, had a had a really good back half of the year once he joined that team. So I think Alan Robinson has still got some juice uh, in the tank, and he's a nice acquisition for a contender. Who would have thought the owner of Matthew Stafford would be raving about Alan Robinson? But I'll go back to the point that uh, Jim, you said you thought it was a no. Sorry, Ben, you said Camo won. Is that right? Uh, no. no, I said Scoot. Nice just, and scoop. Just scoop. So, I, I don't think calculators really say much in these trades. One's going for youth, one's going for now. It's always hard to value them. The, whoever wins now is getting all the value uh, or getting the more value now. But um, I don't know that the second had to be in play. Looking, if, yeah. you, if you do want to look at the calculators, the second is sort of the cream on the top. Uh, Robinson and Connor would have been, I think, pretty even for for Wilson straight up. So, anyway, it's uh, always yeah. hard to judge the ones. Nah, spot on. I think that's the that's the key point. Is it didn't need to be his second. It could have been Camo's second or or a, or a third. I agree with that. I think we've also buried the leader fraction here. I think the main talking point of this trade is Scoot's evolution in shifting his lists. And if we look at Ben's found a very nice uh, website, ladies and gentlemen. It's called Sleeper Companion. Um, and if you wanted to jump myself. on there yourself, have a look. It's got all sorts of stats, every stat that you'd love. But we, in this uh, website, we can see Scoot's list is now the third youngest in the league, which is a big shift from where he's been the last two years and a clear sort of shift in direction. I so can, I like I the way... tell you right now, he was ninth... Uh, youngest, if you want to put it that way, mm-hmm. in the first season. And then he went to 10th youngest in the second season and then all the way to mm-hmm. third youngest. So it is a massive shift. Yeah, so shift. that's that's a big shift in, in less than, you know, three or four months. So he's clearly that he's made that decision and he's following through with that plan. So um, that's why I think I like it for both teams. But you're right about the second. That's probably the biggest talking point for mine. Yep, we might have to uh, pick the brains of the two blokes involved to see how the discussion went. Did Camo have to twist the arm of Scoot or, uh, you know, was it just a sign of good faith? We will wait and find out. But, Jim, we promised it before. You were disappointed you didn't have um, a little pump-up intro song because we're about to kick off our first team review and we're going to start with the Jim City Stallions.
Brilliant. A massive shout out to uh, number one podcast fan, Daryl Braithwaite, who actually did a special version, the anthem for the Stallions there. Yeah. Um, so big shout out to Daryl. And if you haven't well. heard him, uh, get around him. He, he's, he, he's got a few good songs. Or one. He goes all right. He goes all right. Once a year. Oh, he, yeah. he played at the Knot about a month ago. <laughs> that's, where, oh, did he? That's, where, wow. that's where old Daryl's career is at. And now he's on the well. EDL podcast. That's <laughs> luck. That, uh, that, cer- that certainly is the way it's going to be, little darling. Oh. But uh, let's, let's move on to Jim. Let's, let's move on to your team. We're going to have a quick glimpse at what happened last year, just to give you a refresher to um, everyone listening at home, Jim actually logged on and said, I have no idea what my team looks like, which is a fascinating insight into uh, the man Correct. that has joined us today. But, Jim, to give you a refresher, you went six and eight last year, but the caveat is that you were one of the most unlucky teams from a expected wins point of view uh, in the league. So you were over a game uh, unlucky, if you like. You should have won an, at least an extra game. Um, and you had the second hardest strength of schedule in the league as well. So that could account for a little bit of that. The other the other point, which I think is worth mentioning, is that you actually had the highest scoring team in your division. It was just that old tin-ass Camo got lucky and won more games than you. So I think you've been knocking on the door of playoffs the first couple of years. You haven't been able to get in. And you've been a little bit unlucky. So that's sort of the way I sum up your team. Can I get your thoughts on where you think you're at right now? Uh, I would agree with that sentiment. I felt like the first year I was unlucky. I fell asleep and slept in on a couple uh, major uh, lineup changes that needed to be made. Would we yes. call that unlucky? Is that... <laughs> Irresponsible. I'd call that unlucky. I, I don't know what you guys would call it. I'd call it unlucky. Lazy. Um, bit of both bit of column A and column B. But after that, then year two, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll relaunch. Our division looks pretty piss poor. Um, no offence, Hoddy. Shots fired, Hoddy. But, <laughs> but, yeah, so I thought I'd relaunch. I didn't do too much over that that first year off season. I did a, a little bit in the draft and, and whatnot, but I didn't bring in enough, I thought. And then I um, I obviously got unlucky again this time and, uh, and missed out on playoffs. I lost to Camo and, and that put me in second position, I think. You know what our uh, division is, Jim? What's that? Unlucky. Just too many <laughs> sleep-ins. Every Way weekend. too many sleep-ins. And we got Steph, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to add to uh, some of the stats that Keeney read out before. So not only was the expected wins. Now, if you're, if you're unsure, all those um, nine other people listening out there or eight other people listening, my mass is on fire tonight. Uh, expected wins is basically worked out every week. If every team played everyone in each round, it works out basically how many wins or losses you, you would have had. So, and then it compares it to your win percentage on the season. So Jim, it had here that you were one game under your expected win percentage, but I've just had a quick look and Camo one game over his expected win percentage. There and it have is. Have a look at the record eight and six to Camo six and eight to you, Jim, which would have, if you went off your expected wins, put you level on wins and put you ahead on points four. So, you know, talk about luck, but uh, yeah, luck was definitely on Camo's side. Yeah, well, I had two unlucky losses that, that season and they were against Hod and, and Camo, which is obviously what put me behind. So, Yeah, stiff yeah. weeks to have unlucky losses too. And then also your um, possible points four is another interesting stat 
So you're about 340 points difference. So you would have had about 340 points more points for if you had have set a uh, better lineup and maybe didn't sleep in a couple of times, Jim. Could have Stiff. made the diff. Um, so, yeah, just... So are you, are you saying, Ben, that he's a dark stallion this year? Oh, yep. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> trying to find the best sound grab for that. Um, always and forever. Always and forever. Oh, fuck, I should have done that. All right. So any final thoughts on the 2021 season, Jim, or do you want to get stuck into yeah, – is that behind you now? You're done with it. Do you want to get stuck into the new one? Yeah, that's behind me. Let's get stuck into the new one. I've uh... – as you'll probably allude to, I've, I've made some, some trades to, to better my team and I, I think I'm going to have a, a good tilt this year. Well, we're, ju- we're just going to run you through them, Jim, just in case you've forgotten what you've <laughs> no, done. No, no. I had a look. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> can you remember what your team looked like last year, though, more importantly? You can see what it looks like now. Not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to break it down position by position and do a bit of a recap there because there is... When we put in the ins versus outs, there's a shitload of changes that have gone on between your list from end of season last year to start of season this year. So, Katie, kick us off with the QBs. Yeah, we'll kick it off with the uh, probably the biggest talking point of your roster, Jim. So, just to give everyone a bit of a refresher, uh, Andy Dalton probably doesn't need to be first on this list, but uh, just Justin Fields and Davis. <laughs> Davis. <laughs> Davis. I've lost it. Sorry, that's wasn't, wasn't expecting that. That was good. Uh, except Davis Mills should be second. But anyway, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, and Andy Dalton um, have come out and ins. Well, there's there's just a, a Taylor Swift about it. Bit of a blank space there. And um, oh, so, when... <laughs> oh wow! Oh my god! That is a zero. that was a good reference. That's a fucking crap. All the, all the blokes listening in this league that will get that joke. Um, so you, you, we leave your QB room with Jalen Hurts and Aaron Rodgers. Now, the biggest discussion point here is you've just got the two QBs going into this year, Jimmer. Yep. Everyone else has got four or more, except for Pat yep. who's got three. Um, what's the plan? Rodgers is 39. Obviously, Hurts has gotten some great buzz and has been a great fantasy asset so far. What's the plan yep. there for you at QB? Um, look, ideally, I'd like to have three, but I don't, so I just have to wear that. Um, I... hold, hold on, Jim. Can I jump in? <laughs> you had five, and you chose to go down to two. It's not like someone twisted your arm. Yeah, he woke oh. up, and all of a sudden, I got two. Oh well. You don't know. You don't know how I trade. Well, you someone... did trade with Pepper, well, so... <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, no, no. So I'm happy with the two quarterbacks that I have. Uh, I did try to ship off Rogers. I think he's still on the. Um, He's, he's still on the, the list, um, but I did try to ship him off to someone in the league. <laughs> and then you realise that one was probably less than what you wanted. <laughs> no, I would have got a quarterback back, I but yeah, 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 but Go on. it is what it is. Who? Oh, what? My Who? quarterback, quarterback, quarterback back. Who? Oh, I was trying to make a trade with Jake and I was trying to get Derek Carr involved. This, this was ongoing for ages. Uh, he was interested since the season before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that at one point I wanted to sort of get rid of him because of his age, but I, uh, I ended up going the other way and, and that's, you'll probably touch on it in a second, but I, that's why I got in Jones. So 
Nice. Okay, 38.6 is the age of Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers as of right now. So that's, yep, I can see why. Um, but yeah, interesting. So have you got a plan of attack or are you just going to sort of play it by ear and hope that maybe you stay injury free in that position? I'll clearly be playing it by ear, Ben. That's, uh, that's sort of my, my mantra. <laughs> How much longer do we think Aaron Rodgers has got? Well, if you compare him to Brady, another six years or some shit, isn't it? <laughs> the age difference between them? Yeah. Yeah. But he was MVP last year, wasn't he? Last two years. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not I'm last not suggesting he's I'm not suggesting he's nearing the end, but it's uh I think he's at least got, you know, three years left in him. Um but we'll see. Like the age the age uh cliff can come, but I think he's an exceptional talent. So often it doesn't for those kind of guys. Mm. The, well, this year is going to be very talented because he doesn't mm. have the star receiver that he's had for a while, and it could go either way. It could go horribly wrong and he sort of loses interest, or he could just put the whole team on his shoulders and um, really relish the challenge of perhaps making the receiver um, versus the other way around. Not that Adams made Rogers; Rogers is already a star, but I think you guys are getting the drift. It's, uh, it's a really compelling year ahead for him. Absolutely, and good don't, use of don't all word, agree Good use of the word adrift. Um, I agree. Let's move on to the running back room here, Jim. And a bit of change here, and probably the most notable change is Josh Jacobs out, Aaron Jens in. So you've definitely gone with the shift of age here. You also got in some uh, nice, lesser sexy names in Gus Edwards, J.D. McKissick. Uh yeah, what's some of your thinking here? Obviously, Josh Jacobs was your number one pick for the franchise, if I'm not mistaken, and he's Gonski. So, you know, was there a bit of sentiment attached to that decision or were you happy to see the backside of him? I was so happy to see the backside of him. He was one of the most frustrating fantasy players I've ever seen. Um, you'll hear, you, you've seen me in the chat every second week. He'll bob up with, you know, a 20-odd and then the next week he'll be on two. And it was just, it did my head in, to be completely honest. I think bringing Jones in, yes, he's a little bit older. I think he's a bit more consistent. Um, I have a stack with him and Rogers, and um, I do have a little bit of backup there. Probably not as prominent as I did before. Um, and, yeah, I was just ready to see the back of Jacobs, to be honest. From memory, didn't he start like a house on fire in our very yeah. first season? Didn't he have something ridiculous in his yep. first week? I'm just yep. trying to find him out. But, yeah, he has Jake- been... A frustrating person. Yeah. Jacobs is one of those players that when they win, he is amazing. And when they don't, he's pretty ordinary. So the Raiders are obviously up this year or a lot of people like them. Vegas definitely does. So it will be interesting. Jim. One thing I found frustrating with him was last year, they just didn't utilize him. Uh, I found if they were behind, clearly they, they would abandon the run really quickly, but he could he could catch and there was times where he was, you know, he, he showed evidence of that and they just they just didn't bother using him. So it was just really frustrating in that situation. Yeah, and I think my, my personal view is I think we'll look back on this trade and actually see it as a really good result for you. I, th- I think Aaron Jones has got big upside this year. I think the Raiders have made their intentions reasonably clear with not picking up um, Jacobs' fifth year next year and then drafting Zamir White. So there's a world for me where Jacobs doesn't have a great year at all. So um, all that sort of transpired after you made the trade, but it, uh, for me it looks like um, a nice trade for you at this point in time. 
This is a, it's a really huge trade because these two players are a little polarizing for their own reasons. Josh Jacobs, as you said, could be out, goes to another team. That doesn't always work out. But we can't ignore Aaron Jones has a big quadzilla behind him. And I don't know what you guys think about AJ Dillon, but he did feature quite a bit in the second half of last year. And if they do go away from Rogers a little bit and more to this run game without the receiving corpse, uh, that could spell trouble for Jones. So it's it's uh, it's an, it's going to be really interesting to watch both of those players how this year goes. I'd just like to highlight that that Jones did a lot of pass catching last year, so I think he'll be used quite often. Um, if they do decide to go more run heavy, I think Dylan definitely takes more of the uh, the three down, but you've got a lot of pass catch, catching options with Jones there. Very, very fair point. Is that it for the running backs? Well, I could can just, we move on? We, we can, but we can also hear that Brisbane clearly won the game in the background there, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, I was I, I was trying to listen out to see who won. <laughs> Go on, Hope. Oh, Jim's just really interested in his own own work here. We'll uh, we'll keep pushing on, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Go. All right, Jim. Let's <laughs> uh, let's lay the smack down here because this is the this is the positional group that you are all about now. So we'll run through. I don't know if you boys did run through, but I'm going to do it anyway. So the ins, huge ins for the wide receivers is Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, and then a few upside picks in Corey Davis, Kenny Golladay, Paris Campbell, Donovan Peoples-Junes, and AJ Green. And then out, other than Keenan Allen, not a whole lot. Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Curtis Samuel, and Jalen Ragor. So that is... That is a pretty uh, convincing transition, Jim. So the quarterbacks have come out, but the wide receivers have come in in a big way. So you've put the emphasis on that position at the cost of the QB. So talk us through your mindset with moving this way and moving your squad in this direction. So last year I thought that my weak spot was my wide receivers. Um, I quite often have to make changes each week based on matchups and positions and stuff like that. Uh, I've I found that bringing in someone like Cooper Cup, he will sit there pretty much all year until his bye week or unless he gets injured. Um, and then I picked up a few boom or bust players that I think can bounce back this year. Um, and I don't think I've, I've spent too much for them, in, you know, in reality anyway. So, you know, like Kenny Golladay, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, I moved, moved towards that because I felt like I was quite weak in that area. Um, yeah, I did sacrifice some... I guess, some depth in quarterback space, but I still think overall as a team, I'm quite solid. But, uh, it's a pretty healthy group when you've got Amon Ra St. Brown as your two, Devonta Smith as your three, Golladay, whether he bounces back or not, as a fourth, uh, and some depth there. There's some senior depth if, that sort of suits your team with where it's at right now. So it's a pretty healthy group for the Stallions, that's for sure. Keeney? Yep. I agree. It's definitely the where the strength of Jim's team lies at the minute. Uh, Jim, I want you to talk us through, if you can, just that trade you did with Papa on draft night. So Justin yeah. Fields and a first, I believe it was, for Cooper Cup. Do you want to talk yep. us through when that was in the works and um, and how, how it went down, really? Yeah, so 
I can't even remember if it was Papa who approached me. I think it was Papa that approached me, but it was months, months ago. Um, and I came up with some dinky ass trade to, ch- to try and get cup that didn't involve any quarterbacks or didn't involve any, uh, any major picks really. Um, and he came back and said, no, that, that's definitely not where he's looking at. Um, I think it involved Melvin, Melvin Gordon. I've tried to shop him around to everybody. So if anyone wants him, he's, he's available. Um, but yeah, he came to me and uh, we eventually settled on uh, for the 2025 first, I think it was, and um, Justin Fields. And obviously we had to wait until draft night was completed before we were able to put that, that trade through. So I had a few people ask me for, the, for that 2025 first and I had to, to play dumb and say, no, no, it's not on the table. I want to keep it. But I, I think I've shown that I don't really care for my picks. So it was out the door pretty much minutes after it was available. Which, which leads me to my next question. Is your 2026 or 2027 first <laughs> on the table or is it currently in a deal? No, no, because I have to wait till next year to, uh, to trade them. But as soon as, as it's available, it'll, uh, it'll be on the table, I'll be honest. Amazing. <laughs> you have a different mindset to most in this league, Jimmer, and I, all I can say is I've got to respect you for it. So there you go. Thanks. Uh, what else we got? Tight ends, mate. You're, you're up. Tight ends. That's me. Yeah. I'll do tight ends. I think this will be reasonably quick. Um, Donald Parham comes out, and the other out of your roster over the offseason is the big Gronk. Yeah. The big Gronk's That's... retired. Um, but you do at least have Cameron Brait. So you've got some Tampa Bay representation there. You do have some older uh, tight ends in that uh, lineup. But the other one, probably Robert Tonyan, clearly a, a bit of a bounce back contender this year, I think, and especially with Adams gone and out of the goal line. We know how often Rogers likes to um, throw it around the, around the five-yard line and in, so he could be a, another touchdown target for him. Just with Gronk, mate, run, run us through your thoughts on him at the minute. Is, it, is he cuttable or is it just let's just hold on to him until we get confirmation that the season is going to start without him? Uh, I was actually supposed to cut him, so he's cuttable, but... Mm. But you know what? You never know with these blokes, do you? Like, he's come out of retirement once before. He could get the itch. Tom Brady could give him a call and he'll come back. So it'd be interesting to see. I might hold on to him. I'm not ma- planning to make any moves from here unless somebody comes up with something juicy. So he could sit there. It doesn't really bother me. But um, I'm surprised you guys didn't mention that news. I mean, he only retired this week, so it's very no, surprised. That's, that's a good point. Gonna, it'd take one phone call and he's probably going to come out of retirement. Is, uh, Correct. Hence why he's on the list. Someone sent me a trade. He'll go. Uh, he'll go to WWE, won't he? Yeah, he could. Uh, what, every Jim, what, did, what did you just say, Jim? Uh, I know. Oh, nothing. I'll uh, have a look. I'll have a look. I'll have a look ben. later. Ben. <laughs> Can I tell you, just for the listeners at home that don't get the privilege of seeing Zoom, when Jim mentioned that Melvin Gordon was on the table, Ben's <laughs> Ben's, uh, you know, what hit the table. And there was a little rise in the in yep. the table. I I saw the microso- microphone was, shift a fraction. It was I don't know what was going on there. It was a look a of shock because he said he's he's on the table. Yet I offered Jim a trade for him a while back, and he shut it down very quickly. So didn't well, seem like a guy. Did it involve picks? Yep. Your slippery little digit is That's back fine. on. <laughs> All right. I'll, Speaking of slippery little digits, we've never seen more of Ben's forehead in our lives. The camera's just shifted upwards. 
What's going on there? I thought you were going to say four something else. Something's rising the desk, that's why. Uh, <laughs> all right, Hod, keep going with the draft picks that uh, Jim possesses. This will be quick. Yeah, I've got no idea why this. Uh, you've given me a segment of this magnitude. But the draft picks, Jim, the yes. 2024 fourth, your favourite. It's not right. It's not yeah. even right. What? Who There's no way he's got a second. There's no Jim's way he's got, got a second. <laughs> no, I do. Yeah, he's got I have second. to check, but I do. What's going on, Jim? Well, why have you got a second? What a, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> you only like fourths. I do love my fourths. I, I'll, I'll have a trade there for you in 10 seconds, Jim, for that I'll second. Have, I'll have two. Um, <laughs> so 2025 second, 2025 fourth. You've got six picks. In the next three years, Jim. Yep. Why don't you like picks? Picks are uh, subjective. Is the way I look at it. Yeah. You can you can stuff up a pick very quickly, or you can you can um, you know you can pick well. Like look at Steph. Steph's, Steph's had what a pick, four picks in the top four, and he's fucked up all of them. I knew it was coming. And he, oh, and he's still shit house. And he's still shit house, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, the way I look at, at picks at the moment is just where I'm at as a team. I just don't I – don't, I don't see the point in trying to find something that potentially could be good when I can pick up something that, well, I think will be good, You know, if that makes sense. So, like Cooper Cup, for example, not that I used to pick on him, but well, I did actually. I used the first. Yeah. But, yeah, Cooper Cup, for example, is proven. Uh, yes, he's on the older side. But where I'm at as a list, I think he will add to my team better than my 2025 first would. And this is all made perfect sense, Jim. You, are, you prefer the objective over the subjective so you can sleep easy at night and then sleep in and miss your games. Hmm. You are correct. It's an interesting one. Hod. Hod. Hod, we, yes. we've, I reckon we've lost our main host here at the minute. He has had his head down in his phone and some other head was up, I think. But gee whiz, he has had his head down <laughs> I don't see in the his phone and he's not, he's not even paying attention. What are there we talking about? several trades. There is trades going far and through to Jim's phone. There is no doubt about that. It's hot ben, at the minute. Update us. What is going on over there? No, I'm just... Um... Just weighing a few oh. things up here, mate. Just uh, oh. trying to see if I can get the right magic combo. I want I a live switch on. I mate. want a live trade. That's what I want. Um, what's going to okay. get it done, Jim? Just just talk us through it. Well, not picks. Okay, cool. I, I think I'll, that's I'll been work. very clear. Unless on... you're sending some fourths my way. Oh, all right. I'll send you all oh, the fourths. Jesus I'll send you Christ. all my fourths for the rest of days. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, no, shall okay. we? In um, I just want to talk about your average list age. Uh, an interesting little stat that I pulled up here is with your total ins and outs, you actually traded out an average age of 25.6 and you traded in an average age of 26.9. So just increase the age there. Not as much as maybe what it would seem on the surface because you did get some people like Paris Campbell and Peoples-Jones and a few of the younger blokes in there too. And you got rid of some Keenan Allens and uh, a few older blokes on that side of things too. So, um, but your average list age, you are now currently 
Actually, where where do you think you sit in the league? One through to twelve. One being the youngest, twelve being the oldest. Where do you think you sit? What was average age was what twenty six point one? Is that what you said? Oh, the average age of what you brought in. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That was just the ins uh, and outs. Total list. Where do you think you sit in the list. league? Fifth oldest. Fifth oldest. You are currently the second oldest team in. The league? No, actually, that's Jim. wrong. You are the oldest team in the league. 12th. Jimmer Springs. You have taken the mantle of Jimmer Springs. Absolutely. 12th oldest team with an average age of 27.86. So. It doesn't seem that old. Doesn't seem that old. Uh, the youngest is Hod's list at 24.7. So, bit of a difference there uh, of an average list. So. Yeah, pretty much across the board. I mean, having people like Aaron Rodgers is always going to uh, boost things in terms of age. But your tight ends probably blow it out the most because you've still got Gronk on your list there that's going to blow it out. But 33, 31, 29, 28, that is the age of your tight ends. That's always going to keep things a little bit on that older side. Um, So it clearly says a lot about what you are doing because I think you moved from the second oldest team last year and I think you actually started the league as the oldest. So you've kind of hovered around that zone for a long time Uh, and it probably speaks to a bit of your mantra of not liking draft picks. So is that going to change anytime soon or is this going to be your style from here on out? Oh, Look, I'm sure it'll change uh, at some point. I think... One thing I'd like to say about this year is it's a boom or bust year, and I think that's evident with the people that I've brought in. Um, I've been close to, to making playoffs. I haven't made playoffs. I'm very much like a St Kilda. Um, so bringing in some, uh, some, you know, some proven commodities, I think will, will certainly get me. Well, I think will certainly get me there, um, and that's and that's where I plan to be. So we did a little segment last year, or a little. Uh, topic of likening teams to AFL teams. Have you just done this to do your own Saints? I think I was likened to the Saints, to be fair. You were already likened to them? I'm pretty sure I was, from memory. Obviously, uh, Brett Ratton's under fire, Jim. Are you going to fire yourself if this busts this year? I don't know if I can. Can I? (laughs) Of course you can. You're the GM, you're the owner, you're the everything. I'll trade myself. As long as it's not Bex, don't do that. No, 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 I won't do that. <laughs> ben, get off your screen. I'm off my phone. I did my bit. Who's up next? Well, anyway, I'll keep, I'll keep it going because you guys, you, uh, you're too worried about other shit going on. Not me, that's for sure. Uh, rookie no. draft review, mate. You didn't have many picks to review. You had two, the 312 and the 411. Talk us through. Uh, a running back and a running back. So any thoughts on Wish these folks? Did you have any notes on them or did you just go, I like the names because they're sexy names, Keontae Ingram and Kyron Williams. You've gone with some I, nice names there. I legitimately had no idea who I was picking when we decided to do a live draft and I thought we'd only get through, through two rounds at best and I realised we were streaming through it and it got to... You know, late in the third, I was. I said to to Thais, I said, "Shit!" <laughs> I said, "I got to do some research, and I'm blind." <laughs> so, uh, I think I just went off highest projected at that time. Um, I don't. I have no idea who he is. I, <laughs> I think he'll be good. 
I picked him, so he must be he must be all right. <laughs> one Jesus. of them's broken his foot, so it's not right. Which one's I that? Kyron, I don't. Kyron, Kyron Williams has broken his foot. Oh. I don't even know who that is. So <laughs> we're all good. Rams. Yeah, he's on your taxi squad. Yeah, I'm looking at the taxi now. Keontae Ingram, I think, is interesting. Um, I did a little yeah. bit of research. Yep. I, I read about two lines, but he he could get. You read? I did. <laughs> uh, he could get. Oh, I don't think he will get a start, but you never know with any injuries. He could. He's you know when he's third on the depth chart, he could could do something. Well, yeah, that, it's a good point. There's James Connor and not a whole lot behind with uh, Chase Edmonds out there, so. He's uh, quite a good size. He's almost 220 pounds, so he would be a nice replacement if anything did happen to Connor. So, yeah, you may have lucked out there, Jim. It sounds like you're lucked into it. but <laughs> Fingers crossed. All right, questions for Jim. Uh, Hod, go. You got the first one. All right. Highlighted there. Yes. Sorry, mate. You, we'll, we'll get to your trade shortly. Um, biggest threat. Now, answer oh. this very, very carefully, Jim. Biggest threat in the Sunny Weaver Junior Division. To yourself, Fucking... who is it? Camo. It has to be Camo. What do you mean it has to be? <laughs> I mean, he's the only one that's made some some moves, to be honest. Um, and he scares me a little bit. He's uh, he's very calculated in the way he trades, and it scares me. Like, just, where I'm not, I'm not very calculated. He just scares you, like just in general, in person, or? No, no, not in, not in person. I think I'm actually taller than him. This is like a first. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, does he have <laughs> but, small hands? <laughs> I think he does have small hands. I haven't sh- well, he wasn't there at the draft night, so I didn't get to shake his hand. But, no, I think he's made some good moves this year. And, uh, you know, he made playoffs last year. And I think he, I think he did well in playoffs, didn't he? He won, he won, won one game, I think. Um, and I think he'll certainly be up there again. So um, I've got to beat him in order to make playoffs, to be honest. And, um that's that's he's my biggest threat. Jim, Who'd you lose yes. to last week, Jim? You and Kamara. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Jim, I got the next question for you. Is anyone actually watching the footy in the background? Nah, nah. <laughs> do, you want, do you mind maybe hitting mute there for all the listeners who don't need to hear old Brian Taylor's roving interviews? I thought you'd li- thought you'd like a bit of ambiance. <laughs> oh, hold on, I'll get that off. It's it's actually a um. It's actually a good point you raised, Jimmer, about uh, Camo's made some moves and his team's changed a fair bit because I'm looking at I'm looking at the biggest talker in our league, the DFF. He just talks dribble after dribble after dribble. Has the only trade he's done since finishing with the dung bowl again in year two to is um, to send uh, three seconds for my first this year to Thais when he was coked off his eyeballs. That's all he's done. <laughs> Always and forever. I just they... find it funny that a bloke like Steph comes into a dynasty league and decides to start a five-year rebuild at year one. <laughs> Correct. So his, his formula is pick players and hope they work. Correct. And that my formula is the exact opposite. Correct. And you'll keep finishing above him, mate. That's just how it's going to be. <laughs> how good is yep. this division? But I'm smelling oh, it. It's one of the <laughs> grossest divisions ever. Um, but, oh, Jim, I've got to... Correct. Um, now, Jimmer, in your team, I want to know, from your point of view, who's your 
Who's your favourite sort of player that you think is going to rise in value that's going to have a huge year in 2023? Rise in value? Yeah, give us like a a bit of a dark stallion horse. I've used that joke before, so I won't use it again. I just did. Um, So go for it. I thought... uh... The Sun God, Armin Ra, made some good inroads yeah. at the end of the back end of last year. I was a little bit annoyed that uh, Detroit picked up another wide receiver in their first, but um, he's got one year in, of experience on his uh, under his belt, and he he was really good in that last six games of the year. I think he outscored most rookies um, from memory in that last six. It wasn't just rookies; he outscored most wide receivers. It oh, well, was there you a- go. He averaged like 18 points a game or something ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, round 10 or 11, he scored. Um, he had three touchdowns in one game and he sort of just took off from there. So I'm hoping that he continues that form. Um, I'm a Philly fan, so I'm, I'm a believer of Jalen Hurts. And I think some of the acquisitions that Philly made this year will, well, they'll either you know, benefit hurts or they'll just show that he's he's not our franchise quarterback. So it's, it, again, a boom or, boom or bust move. Um, but I'm I'm high on him and I think that, you know, AJ Brown can certainly um, at least bring some fantasy points to the table. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's very, very much in that wheelhouse of, I think he's got QB1 overall in his range of outcomes if everything goes right for him. Um, but I'm on Rasen Brown, you're right. 205 last year in the rookie draft. Looking back, that's a very nice selection from you, Jimma. And we can't ignore that he did nickname him very, very quickly after it. And we all didn't know who the hell he was talking about. So maybe Keontae Ingram and Kyron Hill, when he returns, maybe they're a diamond in the rough. Who knows? (laughs) Could be. All right, last question, Jim, is who do you see? I can't use the term dark horse because Keeney has flogged it like a dark horse. (laughs) Speaking of flogging Uh, it, Christ, you've done nothing but looking at your phone trying to do bloody trade requests. I'm clearly not good at it because I haven't come up with anything. (laughs) (laughs) Which team do you fear the most or do you think could just be hiding in the wings and ready to surprise this year in our league? I'd said Camo before, and I still think Camo. I think Camo can can go all the way. Um, yeah, I, it's similar to the first question. I haven't really looked at anybody else's teams to be completely honest with you. So I, I'd say Camo, but only because division rival. Um, I need I need to beat him in order to make playoffs, etc. So. Fair enough. Did you turn the TV up, by the way, rather than hit me? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> I wish I could say I did, but I didn't. <laughs> I, 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 I hit the volume boost. It's <laughs> the ghost to Cash, Cash Grove. <laughs> Always get those two confused. All right. Well, thank you, Jim, for your in-depth views here. Do you want to stick around for our last segment? It's a new one that we're going to throw out here. Um, yeah, I would love to. I mean, you've, you've stuck around for this long. So in the year 2022, at the time, 2222, mind you, it, uh, we're going to throw out a new segment, and this is uh, just for a bit of context. For anyone who doesn't know, we've got one of our friends uh, who is in the redraft league that we are part of, um, not in the dynasty league. 
Uh, Maya, he is he, he loves to have a thought on the most random things and comes up with some of the most random thoughts at the best of times. So one highlight was just out of the blue one night uh, to give some context. He just randomly started telling people that Javelin needed to be a bit more exciting. Uh, <laughs> no one asked for that opinion. He just decided to give it. Um, and it doesn't matter how much logic you give him. He is steadfast in his opinion. So we thought, you know, with all the thoughts that this bloke has, He's a bit of an ideas man. I went to school with this guy and he, he got nicknamed in primary school the ideas man because every time he had a thought on something, it was just he says it with such conviction that uh, he is the ideas man. So we've got a new segment and it's called the ideas man and this is uh, Maya's segment that he's going to deliver each week. Maya is an ideas man. All right, I've got a situation. That's why Dad calls him the ideas man. All right, question. He has lots of ideas. So you're out in the wilderness. You are an ideas man. 100%. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that, is, that is, get ready to listen to that drop. He's going to feature frequently. So mm-hmm. Mayor has sent through his idea for this week, and, and I need your thoughts on this, boys, because he's got a pressing question. So you got a time machine. You go back into the past, any time period, and you've got a backpack and you, with you, <clears throat> and you've got a few items that you can take with you to show whoever's there. What items are you taking, and what time period in the past are you going to? There you have it. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, well, I've like, lost it. <laughs> I gave him... I gave him free reign of any thought that he wanted to have, and that's what he sent us for the first one of the Ideas Man segment. So I think just to recap, if I heard it correctly, <laughs> any time period you want to go back to and any items in a backpack, what do you take and where do you go? Keeney, have you given this any thought? Have you got an idea on this one? Oh, well, I mean... You have I've, a think, Jim, because I'm going to throw to you after. Yeah, I, the first thing that came to mind was fantasy-related. So I, I think we'll stick in that. That theme. Hod doesn't look too impressed, by the way, but we'll get to that in a sec. Um, I would go back. I'm not sure the exact year, but I would go back probably 10 years or so. Um, look, in my backpack is probably just going to be a camera, whether that's on the iPhone or or a genuine camera. I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter. But I want to go back to the time period when Papa claims to have won a redraft league because I don't think that ever existed. So... I'd like to go back to that time, take a photo of that uh, league championship and, and bring it back to the present time to basically just refute what he says every single time we do a redraft league, which is that he actually won one, which I still can't get my head around. That's fantastic. Very topical. I like it. All right, Jim, what about you? I'm actually shocked that Mayer asked this question. And I, I feel dumber for listening to it. but <laughs> Don't be. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'd take a phone, firstly, <laughs> uh, and in my backpack, I would take, oh, you put me on the spot here. I, um, to be honest with you, I really don't know why I'm answering this question. Yeah, but I think you and everyone listening is having the same thought right now. Well, I'd take my phone and I'd probably go back to, uh, I'd probably use the camera on my phone to take photos of some game plans and I would take it back to the year 2009 and I would try to explain to Ross Iron how to win a fucking game. Explain to who? 
offline so that we can win a premiership and I don't have to fucking live the rest of my days just thinking you will win one. Yeah, that's fair enough. Old Rossi. Well, I could take back 2010. You would have lost all those sound grabs if you changed that point in history that Ross Lyons delivered over the years. That's very true. Uh, It's a fair point. Why the fuck are we even uh, posing this sort of question on a fantasy podcast? But maybe I need to give a bit more direction to Mayer for next week and his Ideas Man segment. But uh, (laughs) Odd, Odd, you have looked disinterested from the start of this. What are your thoughts? Well, you're asking, what did he ask? Who gives a shit? So he asked something about going back in time. Can we go back five minutes and delete this stupid statement? Because I don't know why you guys are so amused by this man. What What is it, Ben? Is it some bromance from primary school days? Because... Not only have our 2,000 listeners just stopped climbing at a halt for putting this dribble on here, and not only do we have to listen to the squeaky voice, he can't even clear his throat for the segment. He's got a loogie. Can't stand it. (laughs) All right, I think we got Hod's thoughts on that one. Jim, what did you want to say? I was just going to say that he can out eat Keeney in a pancake challenge, so oh. he's he's got some merit there. Sure can. Slow <laughs> and steady is his mantra when it comes to eating. All right, well, there we have it. Thanks, Jim, for jumping on, being a good sport in our uh, first team review of 2022. Um, Thank you. Glad that we talked you through what you did in the off-season. <laughs> um, so hopefully you now have a good base to jump off from, so... Thanks for jumping on, mate. And uh, as uh, we alluded to last week, we're going to gradually get through each team each week. So uh, you need to tune in to see who will be up next week. Keeney, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts, uh, that was an outstanding last segment. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. I think there's going to be some gold to come out of that. And I know Jim likes it too. Looking forward to uh, next episode when we we might go into a couple of teams next week. So, but uh, big thanks for Jim out of coming on for coming on and being the first man up on deck. Odd. Well, boys, it was a pleasure, but it's just come down to a shitty, shitty end for that no idea man segment. So, thanks for doing that. It was a pleasure before that. Thanks for being on, Jim, representing the best division. In the world. Thanks for having me, boys. Very over and out. Cheers. <laughs>